0: y'all are listening to the Maverick of Marketing Radio Show. And now, here's your host, Shannon Maverick. Okay. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is your host of Maverick of Marketing Radio, Shannon Maverick. And I'm so sorry for the cheap joke. I had to do it. (laughs) I mean, this is a show all about B2B content marketing, and I could not miss an opportunity to at least make an ode to some of the best content that we've had during this quarantine that we're in. And in case you've been living under a rock, I am referring to Tiger King, the absolutely famous and acclaimed Netflix documentary that has just taken over what it seems like everyone's TVs at this point. But regardless of that fact, I'm so excited To be back with y'all, you'll have to excuse the subpar audio quality that we have going on. I am in the Maverick Den at my house recording in my front room, so if you hear any cats running around, I do have two... I guess, unspoken for co-hosts, my two cats, Jack and Bellatrix, who you might hear meowing. Um, But regardless of that, just excited to get back on the air with some amazing B2B marketers. And I thought, what better opportunity than to start the show, first show back post-COVID-19, or I guess we're still in the middle of it, but first show back on the air with none other than my lovely marketing director, Miss Lauren Farrell. So she'll be joining us us a little bit later, the amazing marketing director um, of the lovely Market Scale, Scale Squad, uh, where I get to work for. So we'll have her join us a little bit later talking just all things, what she's thinking as um, a marketer herself for where she sees marketing going now that we're in the midst of kind of a new marketing era um, and just sharing some inside scoops on what we've got working here at MarketScale and just have fun talking all things marketing. But before then, I do have a few fun stories that's going on in the world of B2B, and it's a couple of companies slash, I guess, organizations that we've talked about in the past um, that we just have to talk about again as updates come forth, and the first being NASA. So NASA is uh, hosting their revolutionary and kind of just uh, historic launch in later part of May having the launch of SpaceX the first human spaceflight launch from the u.s soil in almost a decade uh, hosting astronauts Douglas Hurley and Robert Bein- Beinkin if I'm mispronouncing that I do apologize um, but the head of NASA is urging people to not come to the historic launch for the first time in the I guess NASA history, spectators can't come onto the soil of the um, Florida, I think it's the Brevard County, I believe is where the NASA launch will take place. Obviously, um, COVID-19 and just some of the social distance, social distancing, excuse me, um, safety precautions that we're taking as a country have inhibited spectators from enjoying Uh, the launch in person. However, that isn't stopping NASA from broadcasting it online. Something, I think, a theme that we'll be seeing all through just B2B marketing in general, NASA is also taking part in. So May 27th, mark your calendars, look for that launch and that live stream from NASA for a historic day in our history. So that was some fun stuff. Uh, I should also note that NASA has allotted $2.6 billion to SpaceX, as well as $2.4 billion to Boeing in 2014 to get this spacecraft launched. So it's been a long time in the making, about six years now. Um, So be sure to mark your calendars. Another interesting piece that I found, CNN had reported that actually a beloved childhood gaming system of My decade, Nintendo had actually revealed that they had um, 160,000 accounts being hacked on their new device, the Nintendo. um, Is it the Nintendo Switch? I believe it's called. Uh, Hackers were using other Nintendo network IDs since being since the beginning of April, excuse me, recording uh, harnessing missing funds from Nintendo accounts and even in some cases, seeing money being used to buy uh, the other gaming uh, platform, Fortnite, virtual currency. So the leaders at Nintendo are urging any of their users, if you have seen any kind of strange activity in um, some of those accounts, be sure to check your payment histories, be sure to check your passwords, and maybe just go ahead and contact um, some representatives at the company. So something interesting there. And finally, one company, well, actually two that I have to pay homage to, And it's actually an interesting um, chain of events just kind of touching on staying home during this whole quarantine. I was actually sitting on the couch watching 60 Minutes of all programs, and I saw two incredible companies coming together, those two being Ford and Samsung. So Ford, as they start to talk about bringing workers back into their plants, obviously wanting to encourage social social distancing and keeping their employees safe, have um, gone with Samsung and another great software company called Radiant RFID, an Austin-based company. Yay, Texas! Um, But basically, they're using Samsung-powered smartwatches to alert any of their employees when they breach the six foot barrier. So essentially, if you're working in a Ford plant, you are equipped with a Samsung powered smartwatch using Radiant RFID technology. And anytime you breach that six foot gap, you will get an alert and it will encourage you to move back into the safe zone, quote unquote. Um, uh, supervisors are able to use this so they can see what populations are more dense on the work floor and how they can better serve their employees by making their environment a bit more safe. So two amazing companies. I'm always a Ford gal working with horses. You always see Ford trucks hauling around trailers. And Samsung is one close to my heart um, with all the work that we do at market scale with Samsung. So love to see those two brands coming together. Great B2B interaction, making the world a safer and better place for manufacturing. So that about does it for a couple quick pieces that I wanted to touch on. It's weird. Not having a host here to kind of have banter with, <laughs> but you'll just have to deal with my ramblings and just excited to bring back some B2B news to the airwaves. So before um, we come back with Miss Lauren Farrell, the marketing director at Market Scale, talking just about. Her thoughts on how marketing is going to change, what she thinks she's going to see from some new trends, and maybe some trends that we need to leave back post COVID 19 um, or pre COVID 19, excuse me. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and have that conversation. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. So excited to have joined with me today, Lauren Farrell, my amazing marketing director that I used to joke I was an honorary member of the marketing team because we sat just about at arm's length when we were in the office. So Lauren, thanks so much for being with me this morning. Shannon, thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. We were saying before we even got on the air that it seems way overdue that you haven't been on my show. I mean, I talked to B2B marketers and I haven't even had my own marketing director on the show, so long overdue. Better late than never. <laughs> yes, and I figured who better to kind of talk about just kind of from your marketing perspective, what we can expect to see um, as we kind of step into a quote unquote new normal in the B2B marketing world. And I thought a kind of cool place to start would be just talking about how it's been for you adapting from working from home. Cause we're used to working in the office all day. So I know I've had to work on a few new adjustments. So are there a few things that you found quick to transition to and maybe others that you were like, what the heck, didn't expect that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think one of the biggest things, the challenges um, is in marketing. We use so many tools and technologies, which is incredible, but not unexpectedly, I think the biggest challenge is communication um, because you don't have that face-to-face interaction. That's not something you know just in marketing. It's across business, um, but it's really powerful that we do have that opportunity to communicate in so many different ways, that we're not just limited by um, a phone call anymore. We can have video communication, but just a adjusting to not being there in person, not stopping by someone's desk, um, getting that immediate, um, hey, I need to talk to you for a minute. Uh, yeah. you know, It's calling in or um, videoing in. And that's definitely a, a transition, um, I think, across everyone working from home. And it, it, it's not just in marketing, um, but it's interesting because in marketing, that's a medium that's so very important for communication. Uh, so that's definitely been the biggest transition that and you know, not being around people. Uh, I think that's something we're all mm-hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're so lucky as marketers to be utilizing tools and technologies to do what we're doing every day already.
0: Yeah. And I know, especially with just working on the sales side at MarketScale, we're always encouraged if we see a tool or a new type of tech that we think will help us that we're lucky to have leadership that lets us jump on that. And I know you're always using new tools and having us set up with new tools. And it's it's really cool to have that um, encouragement from above, for sure. Absolutely.
1: And I think there's more adoption now, too, because we are um, having that kind of gap of that human interaction. So using some of these other uh, technologies and tools to really help um, move us forward when we have that gap with that lack of being in person.
0: Yeah. Totally. And something else that I was kind of thinking about, I was, I'm was i following all my favorite marketers on LinkedIn and just seeing everyone's kind of have different opinions about the current state of things, where they think things will go. If you could imagine yourself sitting around at almost like a B2B marketing roundtable, what do you think the biggest topic people would be discussing would be? And what would you want to contribute to the conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the last few weeks have centered a lot around what is normal and what can be normal and what can we be doing. Um, And I think at any moment in time, and especially an unexpected one like this that um, affects health and well-being and the economy in so many areas of our livelihood, that it's what is normal? Like, how can I still communicate? Um, And I think really for marketers right now, it's that we need to adapt. Um, We need to review um, and then implement and execute. And it's not that it's um, completely abnormal to continue as a marketer, but for a lot of brands and businesses, it's not what or why you're communicating, but how. And I think the biggest thing is as a marketer, usually we're focusing on the why, um, and I think right now it's how are we communicating? What are the best ways to connect with our audiences? And really dialing it into an area that we don't always focus on. Um, we're so fortunate right now that um, you know digital transformation is kind of expediting, which can be really beneficial, can also be hard, but really focusing on that how to communicate. We have all of these different mediums to help us, um, but really diving in to, as a marketer, how are you reaching your audiences? How are you connecting with them? How are you educating them? How are you informing them? Um, Because those are things that sometimes you don't necessarily think because your how has always been the same. You go to trade shows, um, you travel, you have conferences, but your how you're doing those different types of communication is now having to change.
0: Totally. And you kind of already touched on it, but as a fellow marketer, if you could give other marketers a piece of advice for just remaining successful and pushing their brands forward through this time, what would it be?
1: Yeah. So I think... The, the base part of it is adapting to this expedited digital transformation. But along with that is video. <laughs> um, so we've talked about video as the medium for years of how important video is. But a lot of times when we've thought about it, it's, you know, that, you know, two to three minute, maybe it's an explainer or an interview. But video now is the medium that should be all of your communication as a marketer—it should be the way that you talk to your prospects, the way you talk to your customers, the way you talk to your colleagues. It's the way you do your, um, you know, your events. You're going to be holding virtual events. It's you have to become so comfortable with video to be the way that you're communicating because it's that that piece that we can still have that human connection. You know, we're not behind a screen with that. We're you know we're able to see authentic reactions. Um, so really, it's. How can you get creative with how you use video? Are there ways that you can use it that you might have never thought to use it before or never had wanted to? Um, Right now, it's really incorporating in every piece of what you're doing. And there's obviously exceptions, but video is just, you know, kind of springboarding into um, so many different areas of marketing that um, weren't necessary necessarily before. And now it's, we have to become comfortable with video being embedded in everything that we're doing.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's the most stimulating medium to just convey a message. I mean, (laughs) I had a corny joke opening the show with referencing Tiger King, but when you just look at kind of the sense of community that's built around this time of separation, it seems to be about watching visual and really getting stimulated and hearing the news through watching TV or um, just distracting yourself with silly shows like Tiger King or just. Any kind of series that you enjoy, so yeah, video I definitely see as being the forefront. Yeah, and,
1: and I think with that Jen, too, it's video that it's not one-way communication anymore; that it's two-way. That you have these interactive video opportunities um, from virtual events that allow for um, commenting and interacting with fellow participants. Um, you know, webinars have existed forever, um, and they aren't always created as um, some are super engaging and others aren't. But now that we're creating these virtual events and summits and product launches, that it's not just a talking at um, your audience, but talking with your audience. Um, and that's something that's little changing a little bit more than it p- potentially has previously.
0: Okay. So you see that as kind of the new, if you could, well, first of all, if you see certain areas being kind of left in the pre-COVID era, um, maybe you touched on trade shows or webinars. What are some of those things that you think maybe won't won't be so important now versus those new areas like those live broadcasting events or interactive um, content? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I don't know if it's so much that we're going to leave so many things behind, but I think what we're going to prioritize is going to change. Now that everything uh, is really moving digitally, it's really building your own kind of media channel. Um, we've I've used the phrase before of edutainment, and it's funny because Ooh. you kind of sometimes think of that as more of, how do you mix this education and entertainment? And as you know, all of our communication moves digitally, that's something that's really important. How can you educate, but also entertain um, as a brand, as a um, as a thought leader, as a, um, you know, industry leader? How can your company both educate your audience and entertain them? Because right now, everything everyone is consuming is digital. Um, so how do you or your people stand out and how do they communicate? So I think that's a really, really important piece. And I think every company and every brand is going to do that a little bit differently because I think it's really important that there's there's not one recipe for success. Um, every brand is going to have um, different audiences that Um, digest and consume media still a little bit differently. But I think that's one really important piece is as part of this digital transformation, um, building your media channels as this edutainment idea. Um, But then I think the other second thing that I see is being prominent um, and kind of standing out and not as much being left behind or forgotten. But again, I think it's a different mix. The marketing mix, essentially, and the media mix is changing for every company. But social media is spiking right now. Everyone is on their phones, on their devices. Um, They're, you know, in their homes. Um, So engagement is increasing. But I think the biggest thing is that's causing us to have to use social media a little bit differently. Um, What is it going to be that is going to make someone want to follow you? And now that has always been the case. But how do you stand out and provide something when everyone's inundated even more with media than they ever had been? How do you provide something as a brand or an individual that someone sees as value and that they want to add to kind of their, um, their daily dose <laughs> of information? Right. Um, and it's such a powerful own channel for brands um, that I think a lot, especially in B2B, tend to discard it. Um, but I think bringing um, a voice and value um, is a channel that I think cannot be looked over anymore.
0: I love that. I think you're so right. We're about to be, it's going to be like almost a hurricane of just content flooding everyone's channels because this has forced everyone to really maximize everything digital. You can't go to those shows right now. You can't go meet your customers and get those handshakes as um, maybe our fathers and grandfathers or mothers and grandmothers used to back in the day. So how are you going to get that one-on-one communication and interaction. And if you haven't already, you should look into trademarking edutainment. I love that. <laughs> That's this the second time I've been told that today. <laughs> okay. Well, we need to start Googling, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, through all your time uh, in marketing, I know you've had an amazing career, This is my favorite part of the show. Just kind of shouting out anyone that's really had an impact on you, anyone that you want to welcome into the Maverick of Marketing herd that has really just made a stamp on your marketing career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about this one and I was like, there's so many incredible marketers that over the last two years I've followed and have learned so much um, from, but I was like, I kind of have to go back to the beginning. And um, so my maverick would be Justin Gurney, who was my first boss, my first job and it was actually, he was um, our manager of a sales department. And really what that has helped me as a marketer is he was so big at helping me understand um, the importance of collaboration between sales and marketing and aligning those two departments and how successful those alignments and that collaboration can make a department and a group and a company. And that's something that I have carried with me um, throughout my career and at market MarketScale, I think that's something that um, has really helped me um, Shannon align with you and the rest of your team as well. Um, and I think that's a foundation that allows a company to be that much stronger um, instead of a division, um, that uh, collaboration. And he is someone that really helped me see that- that from the beginning. I know there's a lot of times of sales seeing marketing is the enemy and vice versa. Um, and instead, I saw the power in those two departments working together and how important that is. And uh, I think that's made me a, a better marketer
0: just the fact that you had that as your first boss, I think is absolutely phenomenal because that is a topic that me being on the sales side, but also almost holding a marketing role. I mean, obviously working for a marketing company, but it's just, I even posted about it yesterday on my LinkedIn. It is such an age old topic that I feel like is still undervalued. And that's simply sales and marketing working together. Hashtags marketing. We use that all the time. I think I think we do a good job at market scale working together with your team and the creative team and the sales team because it's one one team, one direction, Absolutely. as we like to say.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I know that I maybe I haven't gotten the inside scoop, but um, is there something that you're really particularly excited about for the remainder of the quarter, the remainder of the year? That we can expect to see from market scale, maybe even something that I'm not aware of.
1: Yeah, so there's two things that I am super excited about. And I think it's kind of been put out there, but it's something that Um, we're really, um, I'm really excited to see the growth and really the help, um, and focus with other brands on it. But the first one is, um, our platform for live video, um, and live virtual events. So that is one thing that I'm super excited about. And really a lot of that for me is the education of that and helping, um, other, um, business leaders and implementing that. So that's one thing that I am just so excited. I, I, I've already talked about the power of video and how awesome I think it is. Um, But the second is um, the um, are branded podcast channels, um, across B2B. Uh, so we're growing this network of all these incredible brands that are starting podcast channels. And it's funny because right now it's like, okay, people usually listen to podcasts on their commute to work or on a road trip or, um, you know, when are they listening to it? Um, but it's, it's interesting while, um, podcasting in terms of a consistent medium is down. It's actually the one that has, um, fallen the least of all consume mediums across business, podcasting has stayed the strongest. Um, so I'm really, really excited, um, as podcasting continues to shift and grow, um, I'm so looking forward to seeing um, these B2B brands grow their podcast channels. Um, and for me, um, I just can't wait to see what six runs from now with these, um, these thought leaders and educators and these different um, narratives that they're using in their own creative ways um, where that takes them. So that's those are two of the things that I'm just really looking forward to over the next couple of months.
0: Wow. All goes back to that, how are you reaching your customers and the idea of edutainment. I think that kind of wraps that whole idea and really the whole purpose of you coming on the show, just talking about what can we expect to see, how are we going to adjust to this new B2B marketing environment that we're in, but um, it sounds like it's just all about how do you reach your customers and what are you saying to add value to their lives, so... I love it. Absolutely. I think you're spot on on that, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lauren, it sucks that we're not just sitting right next to each other in the studio like we would normally be able to do, but this is the next best thing, and I still can't believe this is your first time, like, what, almost nine months into me doing the show? I don't even know how long I've been doing this. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think it's going to have to become a little more recurring
0: That's what we were saying. Maybe you'll make a monthly uh, appearance on the airwaves for Maverick and Marketing, which I would personally
1: love. (laughs) Yes. Totally looking forward to any time I am here to join
0: yay well as for today everyone again this is lauren farrell the amazing marketing director for market scale one of my colleagues that i'm so inspired to work with every day and lauren thanks so much for sharing your thought leadership and what you think um, we're going to be entering into and what's important right now for all the b2b marketing world thanks so much shannon so much fun Well, everyone, that about does it for the show. First show back from the Maverick Den. If you heard any cats scramble by, I do apologize. Again, we're working with the work from home setup for Maverick of Marketing Radio, at least for the next um, few shows. Hopefully, uh, COVID-19 kind of pans out and we can get back into the studio but for the time being we're doing everything we can to stay safe and healthy and doing what we can to flatten the curve so i hope all of you are taking those same measures Um, so excited to see what guests we have on in the future what topics we will be covering and just bringing back some amazing b2b news so until next time everyone remember mavericks we just don't run with the herd